You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. New shows every day. Find us at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. everybody and welcome to Red Wings Rant where tirades and impassioned pleas for your Detroit Red Wings finally have a home. Chewy, welcome aboard, brother. Woo! The Chew Master. Yeah, hey, Chew Mania. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I uh, put this together uh while the kids were taking a bath didn't give anybody a lot of heads up as to when we were going to start and even i set this for 7 45 we started 10 minutes early it's because um we're gonna roll pretty quick here we don't have we don't have a ton to talk about not Uh, a lot of news yeah not a lot of cream at the top yeah so we I, I titled the episode 2023 nhl free agent projections so we are gonna go to daily face-offs uh top 50 pending free agents with uh, AFP projection for length of contract and the AAV attached to that uh, contract length. And then uh, what we're going to do is say for a couple of guys we're interested in, I, I, I'd say a couple of couple, couple of the hotter names. So we've already had the conversation of like, who do we think's worth it? But then based off these projections, would would you go after this guy? Do you think it's... Would you pay more? Would you go after him if it was less kind of deal? And uh, we'll go from there. And then, of course, I want to hear from you guys in the chat. Because uh, last week, we had uh, we had our good friend Jake on, and I felt like I missed you guys. You know, we didn't, we didn't hit the chat up enough. And uh, we are going to roll with just really that one major topic. And that's what we're going to focus on, because, again, this is going to be a quicker episode. But, yeah. Mike... I think yeah. we should probably still address Joe Valeno's uh, trying to chop Ooh, some guy's uh, leg off with a skate. Whoopsie. Uh, yeah. And when I say some guy, I believe that was Nino Niederreiter, uh, who we've in the past targeted uh, in some of our other free agent discussions. But um, Mike, is is Joe Valeno, is he, a, is he a slick back hair, white bathing suit, uh, slap steaks at uh, Trapani's? Um. Yeah, he. I feel like he eats a lot of chicken spaghetti. Um, <laughs> I, I'm just. Uh, it, it, you know, as long as those suspensions aren't moving into, uh, you know, different leagues where we got to worry about it at the NHL right. level. Yeah, um, I'm not, not super stoked about that. Um, but I guess it's better news than finding out he's been injured. Um, I, it's a slow news week uh, when that's all we got, and uh, I. I don't know. Was it worthy of five, of five? Was it a five game suspension? I think so. They, I mean, they, when I saw it, like the attachment, the the narrative attached to it is that this isn't just bad. You know, it's like when you weaponize your stick. This is like an absolute like in the locker room between the boys. You never do this. You never use your skate as a weapon. So he like broke the code. He broke the hockey player code among every level, among every beer league. The uh, the argument, uh, you know, the the only conversation I think is is 
Um, I don't even know if it's worth it, but the only conversation against whether or not this is a real POS play, which it should absolutely change your perception of Joe Valeno, I think. But the the only way it doesn't is if you look at it and you're like, I think he was just trying to get, he was just trying to set his feet. You know? Yeah. By doing it. I mean, you know, it, it wasn't quite like a huge, you know, like, you know, American History X leg stomp. Um, I mean, there was a little wind up, but I, I still think he was trying to get some spacing a little bit. Um, I mean, I think you suspend him just to like, you know, nip this in the bud and be like, dude, you can't, you can't even come close to doing that again. Um, and a quick shout out to, I'm sorry, spit and chiclet saying, Hey, I got a hockey record. I tried to chop a guy's leg off with my skate. I'm the only guy who ever did that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> a little happy Gilmore in there, but, um, no, it was, uh, it deserves punishment, but I don't, I don't think that he was out there trying to, uh, you know, make the for all Yellow Jackets fans. I don't. I don't think he was trying to do the you know the coach of the Yellow Team Yellow Jackets. So I, I don't think that that's what go was going on. But it does deserve a punishment. Uh, I do apologize, by the way. It sounds like my daughter's getting her medicine uh, that she don't so desperately needs. But of course, the three year old has no understanding of uh, needs and wants and um those types of things. So if you guys can hear that, like I said, this will be a quick episode for things related to that. Yeah. Wow. Um, Chewy just had cataract surgery yesterday. His vision's gonna be almost 2020 after writing gets done. Oh, I'm sorry. I I would have saved that surgery until the Red Wings had some better players, Chewy. Now you now you can see him in 2020 vision. What a waste. I'm sorry. Um and then uh Craig Craig, hello to the show. Also thrown in. He had buttered a guy in international juniors. Yep, I heard that story today too. So um, he just he just doesn't like this international play. It really gets to Joe. I don't he know if he's in, uh, uh, soft and cuddly Detroit. Well, I feel like he's uh, endearing himself to those Red Wing fans. Who are like, we need more grit. We need oh, more grit. So there yeah. he is, slicing legs and cracking <laughs> skulls, um, slicing shins off. And then, um, uh, performance art throwing in. I think it's there's a real opportunity. Oh wait, where he's jumping into topics already. Uh, but he's throwing in a go heat. Um, oh, this one. Um, I think there's a real opportunity to snag a star from uh, from the Leafs is what he's talking about. Leafs are in turmoil right now. My uh, So we were a week ago talking about, you know, which Leaf are we going to go after while Jake was on the show. Uh, so what we should probably mention, too, is why, you know, the question marks are coming is because Leafs obviously get ousted um, in the second round. Uh, Could have been a sweep. They make it to five games with the Panthers, the lowly Panthers who are about to head to the Stanley Cup finals after uh, I'm going to guess sweeping the Hurricanes who also they're going through a lot of injury issues on the forward line. I think that caught up with them is my quick opinion on that. But but back to the Leafs. Kyle Dubas gets let go. Not even a week after he mentioned he's struggling mentally with the job, which is one thing. The other thing he mentioned Kyle Dubas before getting canned was that the core players are on the table. I wonder in uh, another bit of this, this is from Elliot Friedman. Yeah. Conversation with the four core players at, uh, with the Leafs. They all met with Brendan Shanahan after Dubas was let go. And the feeling between the four core players is that 
they're all sticking around based on the conversation with Shanahan. I'm wondering if they heard Dubas say, I'm going to move these guys to make a huge change on this team. And Shanahan said, that's just not what we're, that's not what we're about, my man. And he wants to stick with his no, core. I, I mean, it's really exciting for us because we're so desperate, you know, for, you know, superstars. Yeah. Um, but, you know, in that situation, when you fire a GM and you bring in a new one, usually the new GM is not looking to, uh, well, let's uh, reset the deck and uh, just trade every single good player we have. And uh, I'll just try to keep my job. No, they're going to they're going to be taking big swings and trying to show that, yeah, I know what I'm doing, you know, uh, so that that's what I would be more confident of. Not of yeah. Leafs uh, doing a fire sale, but of them trying to acquire talent um, and being our direct competition in this trade market where it well, looks like that's going to be our only shot at improving this team. I, I'll say this. They're for <laughs> sure looking for certainty out of a player. And I I may have just guaranteed that if there was a move with the Leafs, this guy's getting moved out because they would want to do like a Matthew Kachuk type deal with the Florida Panthers, who obviously seems to have come to play for the Panthers and is the difference maker. He's the guy who finishes in overtime. Doesn't all regular season. He had two, MV, two straight MVP type seasons, right? For two different teams, Calgary and Florida. But in the playoffs, he's not just racking up assists. My man is throwing in pucks in overtime. Matthew yeah. Kachuk type deal. Can I, can I show you what I just bought to all but guarantee he's moving out? It'll be, it'll be Simon Edmondson. And. Oh no, Matt. What number is it? Is that 71 oh, it's still or Larkin. 21? Oh, it's, okay. it's still in Larkin. Yeah. I got me a Chalowski Jersey. <laughs> Went back on Mercari and <laughs> got a, well, I got that New Jersey provider is pretty terrible. So I would just double check that everything's it, on the right side up. You know what? If I may, because we took such a huge jump uh, dump on uh, vintage Detroit after they screwed us over and gave me the wrong jersey and wouldn't let me return it because I don't yeah. know. They told Reasons. me they have Simon. I don't know. Anyway. Reasons. Yeah. Uh, cool Hockey made me this perfect jersey. So, yeah, boys, uh, shout out to Cool Hockey making me a perfect Dylan Larkin jersey. And it was what I ordered. How about that? Um, anywho, concept. let's go Cool yeah. Hockey. But uh, yeah, I, and, and the reason I bring up Larkin's all but gone is joking, but we're talking about, again, like if you're going to move one of those core players, you're probably looking at the type of trade that Calgary and Florida got done. So what do you give back? You give back another high level player. But if you're move, if it's the, I got to say it, Mike, if it's, if it's about moving like Austin Matthews and you're like, think about the one for one. Dylan Larkin for Austin Matthews. Do you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so no, then... we don't we don't have the guns for win now players. We have the guns for trades where people want to be good in you know three or four years. That's what we I... have am ammunition for. I would agree. Uh, performance art is crazy pants here. He says uh, we sign Bert and flip him. Um, uh, that performance works. In art, I like game. it a lot. I think we sign them. <laughs> we trade them to Boston for their first rounder, and uh, I think we keep it going. We signed him to another one-year deal, trade him to Boston, keep collecting extra firsts, and uh, yeah, we'll be pretty solid in the future here. Yeah, for um, sure. No, I mean, I performance art, I mean, yeah, like uh, uh, that would be great if that could work, but uh, he does throw in there, Larkin stays put. And I, I'm totally fine with that. I, I do think, though, if uh, if you guys want to take from the Leafs, I think they're they're looking for something. Mike says... 
moving players in like a win now scenario. They have, the yeah, they have too many like to... they have too many like cornerstone players that you can you know win championships with. It's just they gotta they just gotta you know not completely change the recipe. They just gotta you know change right. the spices a little bit. That is a great point. Yeah, like they're not they're not resetting. They're not gonna they're not gonna retool and get a bunch of draft picks. They're gonna I like that. Change the spices a little bit. Um okay. So um real quick, we're gonna run through these ads and then when we come back, we'll uh we'll take a look at these free agent projections and maybe come back to performance arts yes. conversation yes. and uh see if we bring uh Tyler Bertuzzi back based on again what we're seeing there. Let's face it, with coffee starting at $5, yes, even without any customizations, and our bank accounts somehow always depleting, we are officially entering a dupe session. Most products do the same thing, but are priced differently, solely based on the brand name. Huh. So, a good duplicate, or dupe, is crucial for getting the highest quality and the best price. One dupe you definitely shouldn't sleep on, Raycon wireless earbuds. I use them myself. I'm using them every single day this is not a wish joke here you are getting high quality buds for not the cost of some of those other suckers that are out there raycon is premium audio at the perfect price point so you can listen to what you want when you want without breaking the bank raycon's mission is to prove that you shouldn't have to pay an arm and a leg for quality sound and essential smart tech listening features you can get a pair and a spare still pay less than you would with some of those other more big name tech brands out there Raycon knows that in this economy, every purchase needs to be perfect. They offer buy now, pay later options. Right now, you can pay as low as $18 at checkout, and you'll be listening to high-quality sound. They have an easy free return guarantee. They offer two years of product protection. They offer free domestic shipping and flat-free international shipping. They have over 50,000 five-star reviews. Like I said... I'm using it myself. Metallica just came out with a new album. You know what I could have done? Could have listened to it in my car. No, I waited till I got home so I could put those earbuds on and jam out properly. You got those three customizable sound profiles, the earbud tap functions. Oh my gosh, listening to a podcast and just tapping that sucker a few times and moving up to the more interesting parts. Hey, skip it over commercials, right? Maybe I shouldn't key on that, but hell. Uh, and noise isolation. If you want to take advantage of all of those fun features and the price point, go to buyraycon.com slash THPN today to get 15% off your Raycon order. That's buyraycon.com slash THPN to score 15% off. Buyraycon.com slash THPN. Light the lamp during the hockey playoffs with DraftKings Sportsbook. Right now, new customers can make a $5 bet and score $150 in bonus bets instantly. And if you're not a new customer, I am on that thing every night with those quick same game parlays you can put together. Uh, one of them I was just looking at. You go tonight, you got Colorado, you get a line. You get a Miko Ratnan goal, and boom, three things that, of course, gets against Seattle. It feels pretty good that's going to happen. Uh, that's just one of the many things that are on there, and they build up those little same-game parlays. Guess what? You're going to make a little bit more money because you're combining all of these things that are probably going to happen. feels pretty good. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and sign up with code THPN. New customers can make a $5 
hockey playoff bet and score $150 in bonus bets instantly. That's code THPN, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in Massachusetts. Call 800-327-5050 or visit gamblinghelplinema.org. In New York, call 877-8-H-O-P-E-N-Y or text H-O-P-E-N-Y for 67369. In Kansas, call 1-800-522-4700 on behalf of Blue Hill Casino and Resort. 21 and over in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for offer details. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details and state-specific responsible gambling resources. All right. All right, we did it. Right. Uh, Jim, yeah. Jim Johnson coming in hot. Got to look at Severson. This is the name that Mike, you and I have been very high on. Been making eyes. Here. Oh yeah. Um, so the game we want to play here, guys, and we want to get uh, we want to get your input. So I'm putting this on a separate screen so I can make sure I don't miss any of the comments. Um, is off of daily faceoffs, top fifty pending free agents, and their project projected. Um, sorry, uh, contract length and aav and what good spot to start on this list what better spot the number one on this list is the guy we've been highlighting and he just happens to be daily faceoffs number one free agent as well so I, mike we were ahead of the game there's people that get paid to do this stuff we, we were ahead of this game by a mile uh but yeah starting with right side defenseman 28 year old Currently getting paid $4.17 million by the uh, New Jersey Devils. Damon Severson projected at six years, $6.1 million. Mike, the game we're going to play, and I want everyone else to kind of play along too. I called it over-under in the text, but um, I'm going to say, would you pay more, less, or you're right on the button here of what you want to, what you would do uh, to bring this guy onto the team? And uh, yeah, let's start with Damon. Mike, I'll go first since I'm just throwing this game at you right now. Mike, I think right on the button. I'll go six years on Severson. I think the six point one is going to hurt. It, it's not. It's not my favorite number in the world, but we're filling a spot of need, and I think that's where Jim's coming from uh, at the start of this conversation. Uh, and it's a huge need. We've got a lot of guys in the pipeline that we think. I mean, how many times do we get to roll the dice in the training camp uh, Training camp coming up this year on the left side just to try and find, you know, try and make things work out? We know Wallman's good to go. And we've got those dice in Wallander, maybe, Edvinson, Albert getting a shot. We like Ole Mata. We've got a ton of guys on the left side. Shore up that right side, bringing a guy that's proven. He's doing it. He's, he's an analytics darling. How we fell in love with Jake Wallman. Let's fall in love again, Mike, with Severson. Give him six years at 6.1. I have no problem with that. That seems like a I, I will say this. I think you have to do more. I'll do this. I'll be bold. I think you're gonna have to do more because it's the unrestricted free agent market, and that's your best defenseman out there. Mike. Yeah, I will say uh if you want him, uh I, I, so I just want to make sure in your game, if is it the Red Wings or would I go over for him? Because I it luckily well, it was you got to fit it into the Red Wings situation. I would do both. This guy's twenty eight years old. Uh, he's you know going to be right smack dab in the middle of his his prime years. So you get his prime years at age twenty eight, twenty nine, thirty. Um, you know maybe get lucky and at thirty one, thirty two, he's you know still going to be earning you know the number that you're going to be giving him. 
Um, you know, the track shown he's making like 4.1. Um, he's going to want to bump uh, because he's been so, you know, productive and um, somebody you could count on. So, yeah, I'm going over. Um, you know, I, I don't think it's going to be much of a shock if he ends up getting like $7 million on the open market. Um, and the way that the Red Wings um, cap sheet is structured, uh, you know, it wouldn't really be a big deal for the, you know, couple of years now. Because um, a lot of the guys that we're going to be counting on are still going to be on their entry-level contracts, um, you know, cheaper deals. Um, well, you're, so you're going to... Oh, Yeah. You're going to have to pay more at Cider the following season. But you are right, like, uh, you know, for the likes of, like, Edmondson, we're still going to be able to eat up a little bit of a cheaper contract, and we think he's going to make a huge difference, right? But um, Sure, yeah. I mean, you know, this team is, you know, we don't have a, a bunch of Austin Matthews waiting to get paid. So we've got Larkin, and then you're going to have Cider. I uh, don't know who else is really in that upper echelon that I'm – you know, too concerned about like, oh man, are we gonna save up uh, six or seven mil for for Kubelik? Yeah, you know, I I wouldn't be I wouldn't be aiming that high when those when his contract is up um, after this season. Um, would I rather allocate those funds towards this guy? Yeah, I, I probably would. So if he asked for seven, um, it'd be you know a Steve deal. If he got the uh, the length down to like four years, but. Um, yeah, if we meet him halfway, we add a fifth year and get it under seven. I think that would be a, a pretty good contract. Yeah, I I, it, I think it goes along with the conversation too, right? Like when you look at the pipeline, maybe you can be patient, like in the, the prospect pipeline. Maybe you can move one of these guys on the left side to the right side. Or you find a solution in the free agent market, which you know you're going to lose. You're going to lose the contract uh, between the agent and the GM, that conversation will put you on the losing side. I think almost a hundred percent of the time when you're looking for a guy to fill a major hole, like a Damon Severson is filling. Now, when you're looking for a guy like we have been the last few years, I would say before last year, um, you're just looking to ice the team as Eisman used to say, yeah, you can win those contracts all the time, but you're also going to suck. So to make a huge push, you just have to kind of eat it and lose the deal. Now, number two on this list, Mike Tyler Bertuzzi. Um, here's the thing. We don't think this is going to happen. I'm going to say, I don't think, I don't think we're touching Bertuzzi, but if it was about this number, if this is where Steve and Tyler got hung up with six years at 5.25 million, this projection is way off. Because I would go over on this if it meant bringing Tyler Bertuzzi back and shoring up that top six. Yeah, and Chewy points out too. Don't forget the cap's going up as well. Right. Jim, yeah, it'll, Jim it'll be going out up there. marginally There's... for a couple of years. Yeah, and Jim is one hundred percent right on the nose. I I I gotta say, based on who's out there, uh, maybe maybe people are seduced by bunting. But yeah, I think you're right. It's probably Severson is the one everyone's gunning for. Um, uh, so yeah, with Tyler Bertuzzi, I, I, I would say again, I think, I think I'd go over on that one. If it was at six, if, if you're talking about six years, 5.25 for Bertuzzi, that, that would already be inked, right? He'd already be a, a red wing and he wouldn't have been traded. That seems extremely affordable for a top six forward. 
And for a guy that we saw make the difference he did for Boston, I'm going, I'm doing that all day, every day, but I don't think he has any interest in coming back. So that's where that one lands. I, I don't know. Do you feel any different, Mike? That projection at first glance for me is wild. Like this guy cannot stay on the ice. He he can't do it. So I, I don't know why you'd be giving him, you know, that many years. Um, you know, 5.2 is a little bit of a pay bump, right? From the four seven he's making mm-hmm. uh, for the Red Wings. It's way over. Absolutely not. Like they've, they've been with this guy long enough. They know all the warts and that's, that's too much invested into a guy who doesn't suit up enough. Um, even though he does have games or he can absolutely put the whole team on his back, uh, scoring wise, energy wise, um, you know, two way wise, but, uh, I think somebody will put that offer out there and I guarantee it will not be the winged wheel. Would you take, would you do less years, more money? I just don't think that Iserman. Cause I, I was, yeah, I think if that option was out there, Steve would have looked into it. Um, I'm sure that that's what he pushed because we know he doesn't really like long, long term deals. Um, yeah, I, I wouldn't mind short term prove it deal, but, uh, you know, he, you know, poor guy couldn't stay on the ice this year. And I've, I've become more and more, um, interested in considering, um, health as a skill guys have the ability to stay healthy and play a lot of minutes in a lot of games. And I don't think that's a skill that he has. And it's, you know, he's, he's better than tons of hockey players, tons of them, but you gotta be out there to do it. So I, you know, and he plays a really physical game too. He does. Yeah. So it's not like his body, it's going to get easier for his body to take it. Jim throws out there. And by the way, I don't think he's soft or anything. I just, like you said, the way he plays, it just, you know, lends itself to getting injured more often. Oh yeah. I was, I was just adding to your conversation. Like he has a guy that's been injured a lot and he plays a really physical game. So are you going to get the same Tyler Bertuzzi as he continues to get slower and older? Uh, Jim throws out there, Krejci and Bergeron, if they retire, Bert's definitely going with Boston. Uh, and I think that's more about Boston making sure that they can shore up a team that just spent a ton of money on pasta. Um, and they want to make sure they could still put out a winning team. Um, Chewy throws out there, maybe Larkin can talk Bert into coming back. Dude, we did see evidence of very close relationship. So there's think, something uh, there. I think compared to other sports, oh, am I really going to take this leap? Yeah, I'll say Basketball is almost entirely mercenaries. Nobody cares. They just, you know, there's so much. Well, damn, I don't know if I even agree with that. Because the way these teams wanted to split up, they wanted to play with each other and play with their buddies, and then they would break up after a couple of years. Football, it, I, I don't know how these guys build relationships. But hockey? <sighs> Chewy, I don't think you're that nuts. I I think the right calls could make it happen. It would just be about Bert probably bending on the on the length. And Craig, boom, words out Bert, of my mouth. Absolutely Bert correct. Turn. Yep. Yep. Um, next on the list is Orloff, left side defenseman. We don't need that <laughs> anymore. Congested, uh, Comfer, I'll skip over from Colorado. Can I just say before we jump uh, off Orloff, that's a uh-huh. lot of money for a dude 31 years old. Yeah. You're buying like what? One, two years. 
that are going to be good. And then what, three years of toilet. So it's, it's tough to stomach for uh, the owner, whoever, uh, whatever GM can, tries to convince that owner to sign that, uh, that contract. Now bunting couldn't stay active on his own team, especially when they were getting more desperate to win. Um, so I'm going to say no to bunting, no matter what is on here. Graves, another left side defenseman could skip right over that. And over to Alex Killarn. Four by five point two five million. This contract terrifies me because yeah. this is a guy that I I already can read it. You know the the Detroit News Free Press articles. Yeah, Killorn comes home to Iserman, the guy who loved him in Tampa, and I just I that's a lot of money. That's a lot of money and a lot of years for a guy who's thirty three years old, like a one yeah. or two year deal. Okay, uh, but don't try to seduce me with that sixty four points on you know one of the great. Yeah, you know, teams. It's not uh, one of the great franchises, one of the great dynasties. You know, in hockey, I'm gonna go ahead and use the word dynasty. I'm gonna go ahead. I'm gonna I'm gonna be hyperbole on that, Matt. It's Um, it's wild too that the projection is above what he's getting paid now. As Tampa throws away their garbage and tries to replace him, he goes, "I'm gonna go. I'm I'm gonna go." I I would say championship experience over there. Championship experience. So definitely not needed on our team. Um. (laughs) <laughs> oh well i guess that's probably confusing just because we're not going for a cup anytime soon uh would you go would you take this deal under 5.25 i i feel like we, we'd have to talk about like with threes w- right it's almost like what would you rather stomach the length or the money because in either case it's too much money it's yeah. too many years so matt you have to pick one what do you pick with killer I guess I'm going years because if it like if it seems so sure as what everyone thinks, just yeah, whatever, just pay him, but just for a year. Don't don't do this ridiculousness of four years with Killorn. I don't think yeah, yeah that's that's got to be something that's not factored into this is how short these terms would be with a guy who's 33. Uh, speaking of a guy who's 33. Hey. about one that's 34 what is i think he's 33 right now i don't know this is weird uh mike your favorite hockey player in the nhl right winger Tri- story zegris is a free agent what yeah. oh no my second favorite player patrick Kane. right no patrick Kane. Um, mike three by 5.75 now there's there's an argument to be made if you could erase talk about a, a humbling tumble from grace there huh <laughs> We're going to cut your salary in half. Every narrative attached to Patrick Kane's name, Mike. Attach, detach the Chicago Blackhawks connection. Detach Kyle Beach. Detach his own allegations against Patrick Kane. Okay. Three by 5.75. I, I, I'm probably going for it. Like, uh, <laughs> But it's Patrick Kane, so it's a hard no. I don't know, man. He looked pretty good on that power play, huh? <laughs> um... No, I'll uh wow, well, you that's can a see crazy dump. Those those are wild to me. Like that kind of a sheer drop off for Kane. I would say that he's probably gonna get like two for you know seven. Probably not probably not fifteen over three years. I'd say he's probably gonna get fourteen over two, something like that. Um and then Killorn back to back. I don't know where they're coming with those projections. I Kane is gonna be getting a short expensive deal, I think. Yeah, Jim throw it in there too on something we haven't mentioned with Kalorn, but kind of just like with the age, we're kind of jumping on that. But let's not forget how many playoff runs uh he's had. Same thing with uh with Patrick Kane too. So that's that's really gonna 
tear at you as well. Now, this next one here, Ryan O'Reilly, I don't think he's leaving Toronto. I think he's actually going to stick around and do a very team-friendly deal with Toronto. He really seemed to step it up a notch. Like, that really seemed to tickle him to be on the ice with them. But if we had space for a top-six center, which one could argue we do? I would be all over this Ryan O'Reilly contract. Yeah, I got to I got to say he kind of looks like this year's Perron. Um as much as we like catching getting guys who are former Blues. Yeah. <laughs> um I would say if you want to look at, look at two likelihoods it's Kalorn and it's Ryan O'Reilly. Ooh, um, for I the Tampa and the St. Louis connections. I'm not dying to get them, but I'm just saying when those acquisitions occur know. just buckle in. It's going to Kalorn Killorn seems like it's probably going to happen. It just kind of like makes sense. Uh, Ryan O'Reilly, I think, yeah, he's, I, I will say, I think he's staying in Toronto or, or maybe he goes back to St. Louis. I don't know. He seemed to like it there too. Uh, Gavrikov up next. Another left side defenseman. We can say, nah. No, it's, I'd skip that one. Uh, absolutely not for this Tristan Yari four by 4.8, almost five mil for four years. Not, nope, nope. We're good. No, no on the Tristan Yari. Yeah, I agree. Before you jump to the next one, I just like Jim, uh, his latest point. He just says, I believe our best options as far as forwards will be by trade. And I think you're a hundred percent right. Um, it's just that the Red Wings do have a wealth of cap space. And if there's one thing that Iserman hates, it's giving up things. Um, so if you can pick up free agents, that means you're not giving up those valuable assets. You're not giving up those prospects that he handpicked and scrutinized for years. Had to listen to Draper's insight, you know, in a war room. Um, so if, you know, this means that there's no trade-off, I think, I think you're absolutely right. I, the, the best players are going to be available, you know, for trade. Um, but yeah, I just, I, you know, this is still a valuable exercise because I, I think that with all that cap space, we can at least negotiate, get in the room with a lot of these guys. Yeah, and, and these next few names, too, after Tristan Yari here. Oh, actually, I'm sorry. I don't want Jordan Stahl. No no Stahl on my team. Thank you very much. Um, But Tarasenko and Max Pacioretty are a couple of guys that, I don't know, the three three years by five mil, I kind of I kind of like... I like the I, name Tarasenko still. But I, I love that name. Oh my god, I love that name. Like as far as picking up, uh, you know, is it over? Is he a has been now? Like I'm willing to roll the dice on Tarasenko. Um, again, another former St. Louis Blue. Come on down. You know, we got the St. Louis Blues retirement home over in Detroit. Um, <laughs> and I mean, he's a goal scorer, right? He's, you know, something that we are not not very good at collecting. Um, what was I reading today? It's we're still waiting since Marion Hosa had that 40 goal bomb in, uh, was it? Oh, eight. Was that the last Hosa season? Yeah. That was our last 40. Oh, no. oh, nine. Oh, nine. So it's, it's, uh, it's been a while and, uh, I don't think Tarasenko is going to turn back the clock, you know, quite that, quite that much. But, um, I think that I would think that we can get in the negotiating room with him as well. Um, being on the wrong side of 30 and, uh, you know, position to need. And uh, I think we could slot him in in our top six. Now, Jim throws in the obvious concerns with Pacioretty. Injury prone, right? He got, what, four games in? Uh, yeah, it's like we didn't learn our in. lesson with Bertuzzi, so we're going to try Pacioretty. Well, like, you know. Cap hit is 
almost nothing, but if you can get Pacioretty on the ice, you're adding some finishing touch for not a lot of money. I, I, I would flirt with the idea. Absolutely. Flirt with it. See what's going on. Uh, you know, at go, go, you know, low risk here kind of thing. See, see what happens with Max. It's not, it's not going to hurt you giving him a one year deal. I don't mind spe spending the Illich's money. And if it works out, which it could, right? We're always talking about rolling the dice and his body is getting older, but he's also going, you know, this is going to be a season with a lot of rest because he only played four games. So see what happens with those knees, you know? I'd be interested to have the conversation and if Max is going to continue his career and you want to add some finishing to this team and you want to take it to the next level. I think this is a guy you're, you, you could add in your middle six and if it all worked out, it's gravy. And if it doesn't, I don't care about the Illich's money at all. I do care about the salary cap and having enough money to pay other guys. But if you're talking about a low cap number and just for a year, probably, yeah, I don't care. Spend no, that I mean, money. Uh, Get it out yeah, of here. He would be the 2023, you know, Bobby Ryan, right? Kind of a reclamation project, kind of a, you know, low For risk, sure. low risk, high reward move. Um, yeah. And, I, you and know, I, I just, you can't, you know, I think you can't count on it. No. Um, like you're I not do doing feel, this and expecting. I do feel he has, a, he has a lack of uh, St. Louis blues in his resume. So I don't oh, see that God. happening. Um, where I do see Tarasenko lacing them up for us. Um, but, uh, you know, we'll see. Yeah, next on the list is uh, another Max, Max Domi, uh, who embarrassed himself last night trying to pick a fight and uh, Haig basically, like, laughing the entire time because he's, uh, I think I heard Puck Soup earlier today describe the size difference as Haig being four <laughs> times the size of Max Domi. Um <laughs> Five years, four point seven five million. Um, I haven't seen enough from Max Domi, and this is actually one of the lower contracts we've even talked about so far. But I, I at five years, no. I, I again, shorter term, I'd I'd be comfortable with this. I mean, it's a twenty eight year old kid who put up almost sixty points uh, this year, which is you know that's one of those thresholds. You throw that in your middle six, that's super dangerous. Um, but not one, not a name that I'd be devastated. So I'm going to say under on this on the years, not a name that if, if we found out we were targeting him and he went somewhere else, Oh man, I wouldn't, I'd be fine. I'd be okay. But you know, so, something to look at. Um, I don't think for, we're in the market for last for, years. Uh, yeah. I don't, I don't think we're really in the market for this guy. So I, I would say that, you know, that estimate is probably a little high. Um, and especially for the Red Wings, it'd be really high. I, I don't even see us giving this guy a phone call. Yeah. Um, Barbashev four by 4.2. You're looking at, uh, his stats here too, Mike, you're talking about, um, half a point per game. He, uh, and... he, he fits right in in Detroit. What's that half a point a game right this way, my friend. Yeah. We got, uh, 30 minutes a night for you, my man. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm not, I'm not, uh, I'm not pushing I'm not pushing other GM, GMs I feel over like to, those, to get to Barbashev. Yeah, and those numbers are a little a little ambitious, I think, um, and almost doubling the salary. Um, I think if he wants to make that kind of money, he should do one more, like a, do a single year, and then try to cash in because he's. I don't think he, you know he doesn't really have the production yet. Yeah, and I, I'll say this: um, 
kind of finishing off this list here uh, with a couple more names. Um, Scott Mayfield, the the number for me. I, I don't know. Is, this is the one if you lose out on Severson. Um, so I, I actually think this number is a little ah. a little too um, conservative. I think that this this is Mayfield just by default could be a rich man this summer because he's you know kind of the default number two right side defenseman. So if if you lose out on Severson, this is your boy. Well. I would point out Mr. Gudis here, who's having a hell of a playoffs with Florida. Yeah, I, he's thirty-three. I, I know he is older, but he's got that he's got that beard though. He's kind of Mike. He's kind of a slick back hair. I I mean, we got a couple of those coming up with Dumba, right? Right. <laughs> um. <laughs> um. Yeah. So I mean, I think we're gonna hit like uh, a real position in need here, right? Mayfield is kind of the more cost-effective guy. Gudis, man, 33 is, is old. That is old Nagy. Um, <laughs> and then uh, Doomba coming up at 28. That's kind of the sexiest name, right? Um, yeah, I would say uh, I, th- I I do think that Scott, he is going to get a pay bump. Um, and then just just by proxy of this being, a, you know, coming in, you know, second or third or fourth here for right side defenseman, I, I think he's going to do okay. So well, I think that Smith's conservative. I think Gudis. I think that one's conservative too. I think he could get more money than that. Um, and Dumba. I think that one's a little conservative too. I could honestly see all, all you know, all those guys kind of market correcting because of how important it is to have that that spot be something you can count on. Well, I think I'm going to surprise you re- real quick here. Matt Dumba, twenty five percent projected WAR. He's in the bottom 25% of the league. Uh, Scott Mayfield, 65%. And Gudis, at the ripe age of 33. Yeah. 86%, Mike. Well, I feel better about uh, backing Scott. So <laughs> I think because he also has uh, the, the least sexy name. If we could, uh, for me, if we could do Mayfield and Tarasenko, I'd be uh, pretty excited. I like it. Um, obviously, I'd want to be, I'd want to be the team that that got lucky enough to to bring in Severson. Oh, um, I wouldn't mind that, but I think that this guy's like, dude, I want to go win some cups. I don't want to go figure things out in Detroit. You know, but I, I'm yeah, I'm gonna lean in the direction that um, I, I'm in gonna both, lean in, in both of my situations. You had to radically it. overpay. Like I had to outbid people for Tarasenko, and then I, you know, Mayfield maybe didn't get as many calls because his name isn't cool. Um, <laughs> I think that he's another guy who could be had for Detroit. Uh, but I like Jim Johnson. Um, another idea here, bringing the Gudis 3.5 for two. It's a conservative number. Um, I feel like he could, uh, after this playoff stretch and, you know, we've seen what people are, you know, going gaga over Bertuzzi, um, uh, you know, putting overvaluing, you know, a couple weeks in the playoffs. Um, these guys are probably going to make some dough. I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't be shocked if this guy doubled his salary from this year. Um, yeah, performance art. Gudis is poo poo. Also, doesn't like Dumba. He's had his day. His day is done. I I might lean towards performance art on Dumba. I I think that ship has sailed. Uh, there. I mean, like, there's a reason. Like every year for Minnesota, he was on the trade block. Uh, 
Joe Diamond, uh, Gudis isn't going to get paid because he's great, but because his perception around the league. I don't know. He's got he's got analytics that uh, that follow along with his. I don't know with his performance the last few years. So to rank in that top fourteen percent is just for yes. giggles. Do we have the J Fresh? Eighty six percent. That's uh, it's pretty damn good. Jim Johnson, we need lots of grit on forward and D. Well, it's just funny though, too, with Gudis. Like, like when you put those uh, war numbers together, um, I still, it still feels like a lot of that is also like who you're rubbing elbows with, and uh, it's a team on the cusp of going to the Stanley Cup Finals. So he's had, right. <laughs> he's had a he's on a pretty solid team this year, pretty solid squad, and pretty good Jim, crop. Pretty Jim, good. Crop. We don't need we don't need to add grit on forward anymore. We have Joe Valeno. All right. Yeah. Um. I think with that, we're going to wrap this up. Like I said, we want to go a little bit quicker today. We actually ended up going 45 minutes anyway. So, uh, guys, I appreciate you hanging around. Um, we'll get back into draft coverage uh, soon. And, um, yeah, I hope uh, I hope you guys have a nice long weekend for all of our American buddies. And uh, thanks for tuning in. That's right. We got our three-day weekend with Memorial Day. Uh, oh, yeah. Celebrate. Have some, have some hot dogs and burgers. I... Uh, my grill over the winter uh, blew over when we had that huge storm, so it got completely destroyed. Uh, so I've got a new grill showing up, and we just bought some new hot dogs, so I plan on having a grand old time on Monday. Uh, performance hot dogs go heat. Um, I'm sorry, we- man. It's, it's nugget time. It's nugget are, time. Are we yeah, about to get... Unbelievable. Yeah. Are we about to get four sweeps in the NBA and the NHL? In the conference championship. And there are going to be four teams that the uh, uh, broadcasting networks are very disappointed to see. <laughs> nobody nobody outside of me wants to see Denver. And nobody outside of Performance Art wants to see the Heat. I'm sorry. I, they wanted Boston Lakers so bad. And nobody, nobody wants to see the Florida Panthers. Ugh. I, I will mean, I say. Kinda, I kind of do. I do kind of like seeing Kachuk. <laughs> yeah, my, my favorite take has been you're not a television executive so enjoy the sport and also this could be a call to action for the nhl to do a better job you know uh, yeah it's not about you know it, you should just figure out how to market those teams better and by the way performance art no the heat uh won't get a sweep um we're gonna oh. call that a uh we'll call it a gentleman's sweep so we'll give boston a win and then we'll come back and yeah i don't pay attention um I don't pay attention to the NHL. That's the, the NBA. So we won't get it. Yeah. Um, but the... Um... No, what were you saying a second ago? I'm sorry. Uh, just the, you know, the NHL. To, to have anybody complain like, oh, the NHL oh, right, right, right. is going to be yeah, so disappointed with figuring this. out the marketing. It's not about, you know, these teams aren't interesting. It's just you got to... you. It's your job to sell them. Like, all you do is sell Connor McDavid and, you know, a Zegras goal from, you know, 18 months ago. Just sell these teams. They have good players. Jim? Mike, do you know what the grog is? Jim says, Matt and Mike, stay out of the grog, boys. Um, What's the grog? Well, I know what I am, grog is. It's uh, I have no idea. You want to know what grog is? Have I shared no. this, this trivia with you? Uh-huh. So when uh, sailors would go uh, continent to continent, you'd have to store all your water in barrels. Yeah. The water can spoil and go bad. So you'd have to add um, rum to it. To keep the integrity of the water. Oh, so I... when you were groggy, it was because you're drinking rum water. 
I always thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, good call, Jim. Um, yeah, I've kind of, I don't know, I've, I've kind of stayed away from the grog organically. It just sort of happened. So, performance art says, get on that grog. All right, guys, have a good one. We'll, uh, we'll see you guys uh, next week. Toodles. <laughs>